Hi, Jessica. Hi, Lisa. <laughs> and hi, everybody else. Welcome back to <laughs> another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club. And this week, we are back into it with book two of uh, K.F. Breen's Deliciously Dark Fairy Tales, A Throne of Ruin. Yep. <laughs> and this kind of picks up where we left off with Finley and Nefane. And he has ditched her in the middle of the night after she heroically saves his life to uh, go back to the castle because he just doesn't want to ruin her. Yeah. And he is still unwell. She has saved him from the clutches of death and um, wanted him to stick around to heal up a little bit more. But he thought, no, I must put space between us. After you throat fucked me in the outdoor shower, now I must be off. (laughs) Back to the castle. Right? I didn't even think about it from that way. Like, it's very much like I got what I wanted. See ya. Like, I don't think that is ultimately what he's doing, but it does No, I think it's it's like, you know, he never intends for these things to happen, these sexual things to happen between them. And then he's putting his penis in her mouth. So. Well, that's his dragon's fault. That's his dragon's fault. Oh, yeah. Blame it on the dragon. Heard that one before. (laughs) Yeah. So every time, I think it's just like more and more he realizes, oh, this is, you know, clearly outside of both of our control. So I just have to remove myself from the situation. Yeah. Um, Which he's really, yeah, he's really like hot and cold in many ways, but about that especially. um, Yeah. I, I, I don't know. I don't buy that it's he's putting forth that much effort to not have sexual exploits with her. (laughs) Well, no, because she catches up with them or him and immediately. Well, not immediately. So she follows him into the forest and she sees like evidence of these battles that he has clearly had and won with different demons, but she can like smell his blood. I don't know how she can tell that she he's becoming like more and more wounded. Yeah, she's very yeah. drawn to his scent and she can be like, "Oh, he was around these parts just not like, that long ago." Yeah. She was like she's like tracking him. Like apparently she's a tracker too. I don't know, but <laughs> yeah. So then she finally runs into these this couple in the wood who are from a different village and they confirm oh yeah he was here he was wounded and we helped him get back to the castle and he's you know he's made it back there and and he's okay and that apparently satisfies her and she's like okay just didn't want to feel responsible for his demise after I worked so hard to bring him back to life so then she turns around and goes home to check on her dad to make sure that she oh, didn't kill right. him. I totally forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. So she gave him the crowded Everlast mm-hmm. treatment, which is like we talked about last time. It's the extra powerful elixir that um, can possibly be a cure for this sickness that the curse is causing to the villages. Um, so she goes home and he is much better. Like maybe cured, we don't know at this point, but he's it's better than he's like been. He's cured, yeah. It's he's cured, <laughs> yeah. And then she she actually uh, she eavesdrops on a a conversation that her father is having with her brother Hannon, and I thought that was interesting because it kind of maybe sheds a little bit of light or gives us a clue about what might be special about Finley um, because you know there was hints Nefane has had kind of dropped hints that there's something about her that she's gonna save us all and blah 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 I don't even but, remember this conversation what did they say that she heard yeah so I highlighted it in the book <laughs> um, so her father says she would have stood before the queen one day if the world hadn't ended I was always hard on her, but I had to be. If she was going to stand before royalty, she needed to know how to act. You can't be a foolish, silly girl when speaking to the queen. She was going to be our hope for a better life. Oh, okay. So I think, I I don't know. I mean, I guess we're to assume with the knowledge that we currently have at this stage that it's because that she's 
because of her gifts with the plants, plants. that she probably would have been welcomed into the court um, as a healer. But I don't know. There's There's been hints that have been dropped throughout that like Finley is this hope that's going to save them, hope for a better life. And so I don't know. I, I, I feel like there's something about her background that we haven't been clued into yet. I don't know if we're going to get another one of the popular tropes from this um, type of, of literature is, are those even really her parents? Or did something uh, happen to her noble parents uh, that, you know, see, they had to hide her away to be raised by these common villagers? I haven't even gone there. Like, I'm kind of like, I don't know if there is. I think she is like, just like an, you know, everyday commoner. Um, I think that's part of her whole story is that she just naturally has talent. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, it could be. I'm always just trying to like read into stuff because this type of book is always filled with these tropes. So I'm always trying yeah. to like sniff out like, oh, is there a secret identity thing well, going on here? And you kind of have to read into stuff on this book unless you just want it to be all sex. Because it's just a whole bunch <laughs> of sex. Especially this one. There's no story at all, barely. But so <laughs> Okay. So we've talked about K.F. Breen before. Like, we've read another one of her series, and we really liked it. So, like, she – I like her writing style, and I yeah, like her worlds. Writer. Like, even this world. There's a world in here. Like, there's interesting characters. There's interesting, like, mechanisms going on. I just – I want to hear more – I want to learn more about them. Like, Right. I like some sex. Look, well, that's why we're here. We all like the sex. But the balance between sex and story is way off in this in this installment, especially. Yeah. No, I agree completely. Like, I, that's why I said, like, I don't know. They just, they're going to have sex because that's, like, what the whole book, that's what I, my takeaway from the book was. Lots of sex. They have all the sex. And the scenes are so long. I was yeah. trying to flip oh my through, God. like, first one which we're gonna get to in a moment is so long like it just keeps going and going which i mean i guess that's good because we were complaining on the last like the book before this series that like it was just kind of like the dunk like that's it really like that's was that sex that's all this one goes on and on and on and there are you know definitely many orgasms being had so yeah i mean good for them but you know like fade out and can any woman really orgasm that many times? Like, it sounds exhausting, like, how many orgasms she has every time. Yeah. There's I one know. scene in particular that I'm like, hell no. But, we yeah, let's – first we have to, like, they do finally fuck. Like, P in the V, it happens. Yeah. But yes. it's their animals that make it happen. Right. So, yes. yes. So, first – before we get there, though, I did – there is one part I – I enjoyed their letter writing that they had. Oh, yeah. So in an in a feeble effort to stay away from each other, there there's this place in the wood because he's told her, you know, I'm going to keep tending to the Everlast, like where you were coming into the forest to get it before, you know, we met. Um, so, you know, come in, come in and get the plants as often as you want. Um, and then so she does that and finds that he's like left her um, a letter and some books. So they're going to do this like book exchange um, and, and I like this because this is where we are getting, this is their wooing, I guess, yeah. outside of the sex, you know, this is where we're getting to know like their love language, but they just write about the sex, <laughs> they write about the things they want to do to each other. That's true. But I feel like they also write about other things. Okay, sure. <laughs> <laughs> no, they do. They do. I think doesn't he, he writes about his mom a little bit. Yeah. Like, find out more about like what it was like growing up for him i think maybe yeah maybe so there's later. like we get some some tenderness in addition to yeah. some sexy writing i like the sexy writing because that's more of the like build-up that kind of A makes flirt. the actual sex right. when they come together more exciting to read about because um and i feel like it's been lacking up to this point because they've just been like going at it so hard with other types of sex acts um <laughs> that it's like there hasn't been much romance Right, right. So, the, um, yes, you're right. The letters do add, like, an element of romance. And that's, like, a theme that's carried on throughout. Like, they continue to write letters or share books with each other. And that's, like, where the romance is really built. Yeah. But 
there's way more sex. It's just oh, sex. for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think, you know, another thing that we need to to talk about that kind of drives them back together again is Jedrick, who we mentioned in the first book. He's like the Gaston character mm -hmm. of the book, and he's the, you know, bro of the village who, you know, thinks Finley is the prettiest gal in town. So so, clearly they must be together. Yeah. He's, and he's so, the best looking. She doesn't want anything to do with him. And so we learn, I think, from Jedrick and, and one of his friends that he has made a deal. Like there's For, like this deal. demons. Yeah, with the demons in the village. We don't know what it is, but he seems very smug about how like, oh, yeah, we're going to get married because like I made a deal with these demons. So it's just a matter of time. Um, and then there's a couple of demons that show up at her house. To kind of like check her out, like get a get some eyes on her and see what's so special about her, um, and so she ends up. Her brother kills one of them, and then he's like, "You know, you got to get out of here. You got to like run to Nefane and and get help, and don't come back." And so she does, and oh, he gives her a sword too. Yeah. That's Nefane gives gifts her the sword that we later learn was his mother's. Um, that's one of like the things in her care package that he left for her. So she grabs the sword, even though she has no idea how to use it and gets the other demon to chase her into the woods. And so she's trying to, to fight with this demon. And I thought that was a pretty funny scene because first of yeah. all, she's, she's shit with the sword. And so <laughs> it's kind of laughable that she's, you know, trying to kill this demon with the sword. And then all of a sudden she's just like punching the demon and trying to break the demon. And she's like, yeah. this is really hard. Like, I don't, why aren't you dying? Um, and the demon's trying to use magic on her, but it's not working. So we get that again. Like the demon's magic doesn't yeah, seem to be working like, on her doesn't it work on you yeah yeah like you're just gross is what she keeps <laughs> saying and i can't break like, your neck why it, but it's just gross um <laughs> and then here comes nefane to save the day because he's enchanted that fucking tree in the woods so anytime she goes by there it sends a little wiggle a signal <laughs> yeah so he knows that she's there so he he runs in and saves the day and, and kills this demon and then, of course, we get – he's naked always because he, He's a shifter. Yeah. yeah, he's a shifter, which that's, you know, of course. That's a given, yeah. Not going to be have clothes on. And um, and then, yeah, so they're – so what happens is, like, her animal, as, as happened in the first book, keeps kind of trying to rise up to the surface. But this time, it's like this – like, she's going to shift. Like, the animal's, like, really pushing her to shift. And so it becomes this, like, ultimatum from her animal that it's like, if you don't let me fuck that alpha, I'm going to shift. And, like, she doesn't know how to do no. that. She's never done right. it before. And she can't. Like, can I think it'll just. yourself. That's how yeah. he lost his wings. So she doesn't want to. Yeah, so he so basically it's just like you got to fuck me or I'm maybe going to kill myself trying to shift. And so Nefane's animal takes over and basically they just fuck each other's brains out as their animals. Yeah. But they're like, I mean, we have Finley's kind of inner dialogue going on, but she's just along for the ride. She's not really in yeah. control. She is enjoying the ride. Like, that's makes Oh, sense. yeah. She's into it. But, yeah, it's just a little – I don't know. It reminded me of the Fever series where, like, Mac and, like, Baron's finally have sex, but, like, she's not aware. Like, she's not herself. So I was like, ah, oh, I guess this is cool. They're having sex. Like, it's weird. I don't like – why did we have to do that? Like, why not – continue to do like the burn and then have them actually have sex i don't know i don't know why we needed that beast to take over kind of yeah and it, it was weird too because you don't get anything from nefane yeah no i think he's it's like he's like lost all control like yeah and you have no idea like if he likes it or if he's wanting it to happen or yeah. I mean, I think we can assume that he likes it, but yeah. we can also assume that he didn't well, no, he want it. he was mad because his penis was all sore because, like, the beast for some reason thought that, like, he should, like, endure pain because yeah, that was, was in the pain. Book. That was in the shower, shower throat fucking scene where, like, she was 
That's where the sword penis came from? I thought it was from when they were having sex. No, because she was, like, twisting his balls around and stuff while he was (laughs) fucking her. And she and so he was complaining about that later, being like, you know, oh, he was complaining about that. I thought he was complaining about like because the beast was saying like like he wanted her to like use her teeth and stuff on her on his penis. Oh yeah, maybe that that too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of sex, and it's like the kind where you kind of start skipping over because you're just like, oh my god, is this still going? Okay. Agreed. For me personally, okay. (laughs) No, I same thing. Yeah, exactly. I just there were so many sex scenes that it's just it was it got boring. Yeah, and that's that's what I complain about. I talked about it last time. There has to be that balance, you know, because that's what happens when you get them together sexually too soon. Because then it's like, well, how do you keep making those sex scenes? hot and and interesting moving forward it's hard to do and it's just like oh here they go again yeah whatever there's a lot of that where the the, here they go again here they go again where you're just kind of like i don't whatever it's like i don't know it's like she was trying out every single fantasy that a woman might have or a man might have and like you know writing it out to see like okay someone's gonna like this scene someone might like this scene someone might like this and someone i'm like oh my god i don't like any of it i'm bored there's definitely like, something in there for everyone. For everyone. Oh, my God. There's that scene where she's, like, being a voyeur and, like, listening mm. to, like, the guys talk and he's, like, make her squirt. Like, it was so... <laughs> yeah. Honestly, yes. I agree. <laughs> it sounds funny to say because, you know, a lot of these books have, have those scenes that are really descriptive. But this book is very vulgar. <laughs> it's vulgar. Exactly. And I mean, that's okay. It's not like I'm not offended by it or anything like that. It's just personally, I don't find it all that interesting to to read either. Yep. Um, yep. Well, then like they sh- they started to kind of explore a little more about like her going into the villages and like helping the villages and like the dynamic in the villages where like, of course, all the wealthy people were hoarding um, the ever, Everest, Everless, Everlast. Everlast. Um, and like that, I was like, oh, okay, we got a story. All right. All right. And then it's just like, uh, that was just a little tease. So like, I don't know. Let's go back to sex now. I'm like, really? Do we have to go back to the sex again? I did like some of that. I, I liked that, um, you know, he, Nefane's got a, an odd relationship with the villages and we don't, we don't really learn why, but for maybe because he feels inferior you know like his character's very beaten down Mm -hmm. you know he's been essentially been made into a slave by the demon king and so i think he feels like he doesn't really have the right to any sort of authority so you know she goes to him first to say look you know we gave this cure to the village and then i see that they're keeping it from the poorest in the village and they're only giving it to you know the higher class right and he's his initial instinct is to stay out of that because he's like you know each village has their own way that they do things and it's mm-hmm. for whatever reason he doesn't feel like it's his place to go in and, and exert any sort of authority about how things should be done which i mean isn't that the whole point of being yeah. a I mean, he's not a king he's just a prince still but he is the king because his dad died so technically that right? makes him the king which is weird like why do they never they always just still call him the prince you're right like his dad's gone like he's the king i mean but i guess because maybe... the demon king's in charge yeah. so he's the so they he never was able to get like coronated oh yeah we'll get yeah i hate the demon right. king yeah what a letdown but yeah anyways so i, I did like that she that finley was really I'm going to lay down the law then if you're not going to, and I'm going to tell yeah. these villagers how it's going to go. And he just kind of supports her. And then he goes to like the council and tells them that, you know, what, what she says goes. And he's, he's now going to enforce that now that Finley has, has said that that's the way it's going to be, that they're going to share it with everybody or she's not going to give them anymore. And she's going to go in herself and help the people yeah um, that need it well she was coming from a different place because like in her mind i think she's like i gave them this knowledge and like they need to do what i said <laughs> with it like you know like she was pissed off that they weren't 
sharing it with like the people that were the sickest because that's why she shared the knowledge in the first place was to like help the sickest so i feel like she had more like gumption behind um what she wanted them to do or yeah like you said he's kind of just like "Eh." but then once she was like all on fire he's like yeah i support you yeah well and then she makes a good point that that's not how it it goes in her village yeah and what nefane kind of says is well that's because you're in your village and so you've right. already kind of bossed everybody there. Um, yeah. So that's what everybody shares. And yeah. she's like, oh, huh. Okay. That was funny. Yeah, because she did what she kind of was like, oh, wait, maybe he's totally right. And then it is kind of like setting this groundwork like she's a leader. She's always been a leader. Um, and kind of going to what we were talking about earlier, like she's destined for something more. Yeah. yeah. Um. So I did, you know, th- again, that's what I, when I say like there are kernels of story here <laughs> yeah and I, but I just felt like they were put in there because like somebody like us was like you don't really have a lot of story this is all sex like they didn't feel like organic to the like the actual trajectory yeah so i was like i'm glad they're here because now i have something that's interesting to read it's not just sex 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 but i'm also like this seems kind of like it was added on later or like i don't know like an sort editor was like hey <laughs> Well, one thing that I will say is I'm I am pretty curious to read the next book that comes out because I feel and you know we'll get there, but I feel like I feel like where she left things at the end of this book that maybe we're going to get more story and more world building in the upcoming book. Yeah, cuz she's not going to have anyone to have sex with. <laughs> well, so we think for a while. She'll probably find a way. Maybe there'll be some like mind sex going on or something. Uh, yeah. Well, they are <laughs> discovering that like they can like use their will to like move each other, like yeah, push and shove and whatever. So oh yeah. So another another uh, tidbit that we learned, and I did, I did highlight um, the passage from it that he says to her about. Um, when she goes to the village, like one of the reasons that he didn't want her to go there uh, was because now I can't find it. But he says something about how he didn't want them to know that she could bring their animals to the surface. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So it does. It starts to become like apparent that like they both have this ability to bring. She's a leader. Obviously, yeah. she's supposed to be their queen. It's getting yeah. really obvious. <laughs> right. And well, yeah. And he keeps calling her princess, princess. Yeah. Um, and- yeah. So, yeah. But I thought that was interesting because I think – I don't know that that was mentioned in the first book. If it was, like, maybe just space out on it. I think that there was, like, a hint, but it was never – it wasn't obvious like it was in this one. Yeah. Well, I just thought it was him. Because mm-hmm. it's, like she had never felt her own animal until coming into contact with him. And then that's when she starts to now be able to have this dialogue with her inner animal and, and draw strength from her and use yeah. her will and all that sort of thing. But now we're starting to think, oh, uh, maybe he introduced that ability to her. But now that she has it, like she's able to elicit that in other people. And we get it, too, because she does go uh, save Hadril from the demons that are hanging him out his window. Oh, yeah. uh, he tries to go to bed early because she's shared that elixir that's like the nulling power against the demon's um, charms or effects right, or whatever. Right, right. And so he's like, you know, I'm not going to go have shame sex. I'm just going to read a book and turn in early tonight. Right. <laughs> and apparently a couple of demons sought him out. Um, suspicious about that and so they're hanging him out the window yeah and so she runs to to help him and and actually asks Hadril if if he can he's a wolf I guess if he can feel his his wolf and he's like oh shit I can and so he's like you know use it you draw from the strength to kind of you know help me kill these two demons yeah um So that's that's something that's yeah I guess just a, another hint toward her greatness. Um, She's definitely being set up to be like a leader and a teacher for them. It's happening. Yeah, <laughs> but you know, as as we assumed, all of this is starting to oh, and that's another thing that we get is 
we talked about that rose bush that's in the king or the king, mm-hmm. the queen's quarters and how, you know, before it was just her, it acts as like a map of the kingdom and there were her village, the roses were kind of blossoming and blooming on that part of the plant, which is, you know, what Nefane had been paying attention to when he was watching her and what she was doing with the Everlast plants, which is what kind of drew him to her initially. Uh, and now he sees that once they start sharing the potions and elixirs with the other villages, that now those areas on the rosebush are also starting to thrive and, and bloom. And um, so yeah. naturally that that draws the attention of the Demon King as we knew it would right but first there's a whole bunch of sex between them yeah i guess we should talk about that they did did have some hot sex in the library yeah yeah, it was okay i guess i don't know i just one thing i thought was funny was so they make a this big deal Look, they all have to have these huge dicks, right? And even when she's getting fitted for her clothes, this <laughs> the seamstress guy or the tailor, whatever you want to call him, is talking about, oh, the dragons. And they all have these huge peens. Uh, yeah, yeah. And they're always swinging them around. And like, oh, oh, the princess peen? It's pretty big. I've seen bigger, but it's still it's big. It's a pretty big dragon peen. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, so, you know, obviously the the men, the alpha males in these books always just have the hugest cocks that you can ever believe and how are they going to fit and blah, blah, blah. (laughs) Well, they're like big and strong and they're proportionate. So, you know, their penises have to fit their broad shoulders. I don't know. But yeah. The point I'm getting at is that there's a whole to do about how's he going to fit and we got to go slow. And yeah. But then moving forward in all the other sex scenes, he's just sliding that cock home. <laughs> yeah. Right off the bat. He gets I mean, she's still so wet. So, you know. She's so wet and having multiple orgasms before he even enters her. So she's ready. Um, and I just he- don't know why he all of a sudden fits. Like, look. Yeah. Vaginas shrink back up again. You know what I mean? It's not like they're just because you stretch it out once doesn't mean right. Well, the beast like ruined her, right? He just like got in there and just like you know made it all his home. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah, I guess my point is if you're gonna make a big deal about how you gotta go slow, then it's just like continuity. Continuity, yeah. (laughs) No, I think it's almost like that. That was just made like the big deal because that's what they do in these books they talk about that you know alpha dick it's it's always really big and you gotta take it slow mm. but then it wasn't like followed through with the rest of the story like yeah you said. i mean i'm not saying you gotta do that every time like obviously it'll loosen up a little but she'll get used to it I, yeah i just yeah. felt like especially with how violent everything is sometimes that yeah there should have been more talk about how it hurt <laughs> Well, there isn't really, like, you don't talk about, like, her pain, really. That's why the sex scenes are so weird. Like, there's so much, like, like, we're talking about, like, when she's, like, giving him head. Like, you know, she's crying and there's stuff running down her mouth and she's gagging. So much gagging on his dick. But, like, never about, like, it's hurting her. It's just like, I'm gagging on his dick. I like gagging on his dick. (laughs) I don't, like, I don't know. Like, it was almost like. Like the she was turned on by the fact that she was gag. Maybe that's it. Maybe it's just not my thing, and it's other people's things, and they are turned on by gagging on someone's dick. Yeah, pro- I'm sure there are people out there that are. Yeah, so I, I guess I'm. Yeah, I'm glad that yeah. they can see those. I don't want to call it a fetish, but yeah. see that being represented. Exactly. Um, but you know who was represented? Who I don't think is really a thing, and um. I've talked about this, how I hate it, where you can't figure out all the body parts. There's no way you can fuck on a horse that's moving. No oh way. Oh, my God. Yeah. No way. And like, I, uh, that scene bugged me so much. And then she has, like, what? They're just riding home, and she has 30 orgasms in the <laughs> window. Like, I know this is fantasy, but come on. <laughs> that, like, yeah. that scene, like, turned me off so much. Yeah. Like, no, no. Also, I was thinking about that, too. These are like, he's a dragon and typically like with shifters and horses, it gets a little complicated because like they sense that like animal, but he just like riding around his horse, no big deal. Like his horse is like super tame. Like wouldn't his horse like try to fight the dragon and then like would the horse be totally okay with them just getting it on? Like, 
I don't know. I was really feeling for that horse. Yeah, it's I. Me too. I was like, this is almost like. Look, I know the horse isn't an active participant in the sex, but it, yeah. it had like a little bit of a bestiality yeah. vibe going I on. I was not a fan of that at all. I wasn't either. I at least appreciated that Nefane had said, "You better not fall off, or you're gonna take my dick with you." Because yes, <laughs> you have yeah. been greatly injured. <laughs> <laughs> fallen right. off the horse there was a lot of humor during all the sex which thank god for that because otherwise i'd just be like oh my god what am, am i reading this again really like I, I do appreciate that there was there's always a joke being made um yeah I, again like she's a good writer like, yeah I, I like her her writing style i like her characters i just the balance was a little bit off for me here and i also just didn't need the level of sex like let's talk about later when they're using all of the toys the grooming and the yeah and the anal sex look oh yeah i I didn't even really mention the anal sex yeah (laughs) what's the text you sent me i was cracking up he's getting ready to plunge her butt i think or the pucker hole is going to be plunged i'm sure of it (laughs) yeah because i fell asleep Um, like while reading it and i was like oh it's coming i just haven't gotten there yet yeah a deep butt plunge that's what you said oh yeah that (laughs) i'm certain i was moments away from a deep butt plunge. yeah yeah and i was right because i read the rest of the scene and yes the the butt plunge came and i I mean here's another part where we're not getting anything about her pain like look i'll that if the story behind finley was that she had sexual avarice prior to meeting uh, Nefane. I mean, we know she wasn't a virgin, but certainly we're talking missionary with some real inexperienced male sexual partners. Not an alpha peen either, so. Yeah, so now we're, yeah, now she's just getting fucked in every hole and. And she loves it. Yeah, (laughs) and like, you gotta go that slow with your vagina but, you know, you put a couple of butt plugs in there and then you're ready for that huge cock in your ass for the first time ever in your life. And she had stuff in her vagina at the same time. Yeah. Like, like there was a lot going on. I I don't know about all of that. <laughs> I don't know about all of it either. Yeah. And um, then Paul, he shaved her. Like, the, there was this long, yes. out scene of him shaving her. I'm like, I forgot okay, about like, that. Why, like okay great yes you're shaving her now you're okay now you're having sex but it was just like draw out the scene that we already knew was going to be long anyways because of all the sex put in this weird shaving element i didn't get it but i guess that's another fetish yeah oh in fact i actually highlighted a part of that the metal continued to glide not touching anything distinctly pleasurable pleasurable Hmm. Yeah. Okay. But sending shivers racing across my flesh all the same. His diligence, focus, and clear attention to detail were obvious as he went back over certain areas, heightening my anticipation for his touch, the sensations of the moment. Okay. I mean, I've never had anybody else shave my pubic area, but I think I'd yeah. be more worried they were going to cut me. <laughs> yeah. I don't... Yeah. I just feel like maybe... My fetishes are not the fetishes being explored in this book. And yeah. It's just not my thing. I don't know. And that's fine. Yeah. I did. There is one part that made me laugh. I was talking about like the humor was mixed in with the sex scenes and thank goodness for that. This is hilarious. I'm going to read it. All right. I don't, I caught it off the weird spot, but we're just going to start. Held onto his shoulders as I slammed down onto him. I was lifted and then slammed down onto him again. Holy fuckity cunticles. I didn't know what I was saying. Couldn't do anything but swear. Arsehole twat trolley. <laughs> what? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I'm like, I have no idea what's going on right now, but I'm laughing, so thank you. <laughs> right. But yeah, oh, we, we also got this other um, part about the animals where because we're so we're still doing the whole back and forth oh, about claiming and not claiming yeah. and and the whole how, thing the what the whole pregnant thing the oh scare. yes so he's very yeah which honestly i'm shocked that was resolved the way that it was because yeah, me too. i mean it's look there's a there's more books to come so she could still end up pregnant at the end of this which i suspect will be the case yeah, yeah. <laughs> um but yeah so he immediately after 
having sex with her the first time is like you need to start taking that tea but then like she forgets she forgets i say with air quotes (laughs) because she has this like real um deep longing to be pregnant with his like a baby yeah yeah and so you know there's a part of her that doesn't want to um have that tea because then she's removing she wants to be tied to him she wants him to claim her uh it feels very right to her and he she doesn't understand what's holding him back because she doesn't understand the mechanisms of the curse and so she thinks oh well that I mean, it's it's manipulative in a way because she knows that if she does end up pregnant, that's going to kind of – he's going to then be that. Around. Yeah, he will claim yeah. her. He will do everything she wants him to do. Um, but what I was getting at before that was the whole, like, making – like, fighting him off. Like, oh. in, in order to, to claim her, if they're really doing, like, the ritual or whatever – uh, she needs to make him fight for her. Yeah, so yeah. It, it needs like to be it. real aggressive. Yeah. And so we do get a little bit of that. And honestly, and maybe that's just because I'm fucked up, but I that's probably the scene I found to be the hottest. No, I, I agree. That that scene, actually, I was like, hey, this is pretty hot. But, you know, it still wasn't like, I mean, we've had that play out before. That's a very typical um, dynamic for shifters. And, like, I, I liked it, but it still wasn't, like, as hot as I've had it before for that same scenario. Well, because like, they had already fucked. Yeah, exactly. There's no tension there because, like... Oh. You knew it was going to happen. Yeah, I like it when they haven't fucked. And then that is the lead up to it. Then you're like, oh, yeah, finally. Bam. You know? <laughs> like, it just didn't... It was like all that tension was missing. And you kind of said, like, this for, like, an alpha, he's not your favorite. And I feel the same. Like, for an alpha, it doesn't quite do it for me the way, like, the alphas typically do. Um, I, yeah, but why do you think that is? I don't know. I think, oh, I mean, I think it is because there's so much sex. There wasn't really a slow burn. And like, yeah, he's like, he's watching the kingdom, but it's like, it's not a really great kingdom. And like, he's not, he's not a leader, really. Like, he's he's fighting off the like, you know, whatever naughty demons in the woods. But that's really all he's doing. Like, she's really the one that's kind of stepping up and being a leader. So maybe like. I don't know. He's not as refined. I don't know what it is. It, he doesn't do it for me as much. And like, yeah, refined for a shifter sounds silly, but. Well, I, I think, think he's just, he's broken, right? And I, I mentioned yeah, he that is earlier. Broken. But it, it is interesting because we do meet the Demon King. Uh, so and <laughs> yeah, before we talk about him, I just do want to say in relation to Nefane, you, you get more alpha from him in their interactions that was surprising yeah. to me because it's like okay i don't understand how this curse works then <laughs> because obviously the demon king is afraid of nefane i know and then i'm like is it even a curse or is it a wager because it yeah seems like it's a deal that was struck between the demon king and nefane's father and so it's not even a curse really yeah it- like he has the power to break the curse yeah but if he does that then the demon king is going to kill kill him and everyone in his village, even though Nefane's made it quite clear that he's completely capable of killing the demon king. So and I guess I don't it, really understand why he doesn't just break the curse and kill the demon and king. kill the demon king. Bada why bada boom. the demon king just try to kill Nefane? Like, I don't understand what's keeping them from just killing each other. Yeah, I don't either. And yeah. I'm hoping that that's something that we get to explore a little bit more in the next book. I don't know. They do try. I mean, they do explain a little bit like why Nefane wouldn't want the curse to be broken right away. Like you just touched on it um, because like while everyone would be able to shift again, they wouldn't be able to like he'd have to go draw the animals out of everyone. And so the demon king could come in and kill him and kill whoever he wants before he's able to do all that. So like the timing is off. Yeah, but I kind I, of I a weird. Like, why don't you just kill the demon king? I don't know. I'm so confused. I was really confused, like, at the end, why he didn't just kill what's-his-butt, Jedrick. Yeah. Like, that would have solved that whole problem. Just take him out of the equation. But anyways, I jumped ahead. I do that. <laughs> it's fine. I mean, I, I th- at this point, we assume that people have read the book. 
And if yeah. they haven't, then don't listen to the episode. <laughs> <laughs> it could be one of the ones that's like, oh, we're not going to give away the ending. Spoilers. Like, that's we're here to talk about the book, so. Yeah. We should probably do some spoiler alerts for when I uh, spoil other books because I have done that a couple times. <laughs> Like, you know, I just throw in a big, big uh, turn on another series that we haven't even discussed. Right. (laughs) That's true. Yeah. Um, But yeah, so we meet the Demon King and like, I'm sorry, but I... I wanted him to be hot. I did too. I wanted <laughs> Lars. Like, where's Lars? Yeah, like, you can still lose at the end, and you can still be like the bad guy and be yeah. hot. Yeah. Oh, like that. And that um, makes it more interesting. What even. was that? Shadow and Bone, that one that they made a show on for Netflix. Yeah. Like, the, the bad guy in that is hot. When you kind of, there's a part of you that's like, oh, does he have to be the bad guy? I guess he does. But like, they could have done that. They could have yeah. made the demon king hot, but like, no, he's like kind of short and like he's like a demon. Like, he's like let blue and horny. Read, and- yeah, let me read his description. Okay. A man thing waited just <laughs> as. <laughs> That's how the paragraph starts. A dot, 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 an ellipses man thing waited just inside the double doors of the library. Two horns lightly curved into the sky from his forehead, about one foot tall. Their color gradually changed from sky blue to an indigo that matched his skin. His ears stuck out a bit to the sides, changing from the blue of his face to the chartreuse at the painted tips. His thin face ended at a pointy chin, and his nose took up a bit too much real estate. His long hair draped down to his shoulders over the high-collared black duster he wore. Oh, God, the duster. (laughs) He had on... A black button-up underneath, tucked into pleated pants. And just like so the other guy about the pleated pants. Like, yes, it's like the uniform of the demons. They love a good pleated pant. Yeah, so. we met somebody prior to this who I thought was going to be the demon king, but then when they yeah. described him as having a blonde ball cut. cut and pleated pants, I was like, oh, surely this no. isn't him. Yeah, <laughs> we didn't get much better, unfortunately. We didn't. Oh my god, I had the same reaction. I was like, oh, thank god that wasn't him. And then we got this, and I'm like, oh, I guess that's a little better. I don't know. Like, even if this is his true form, can't we just get him glam? Like, we already know they glamour themselves because she even says that. She's like, why don't you make yourself look good? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know. So that was a real down. It really was. And then, like, like you said, like, he's, like, scared of a fane. He's kind of, like, a little wimp. Like, yeah. He's a very weird... I don't know how he's holding so much power. Well, I think Nefane actually... I don't know if I... I highlighted it, but he... had said... I don't think I did highlight it, but Nefane talks a little bit about how he is just kind of a scrappy deal maker yeah and how you know he basically just cheats his way into these upper hands but he really is just kind of this wuss guy and it's just that power that he holds over people that he makes bargains with right um, that kind of keep him in power but yeah i mean he is like not he's not the character i thought that we were gonna meet especially after talk about build up after all of the build up and then it's like Mm -hmm. oh he finally gets here I'm like, yeah. oh, this is this is what we're dealing with, Mr. Pleated Pants. Okay. Right. And with the duster too. That's I what is that? Yeah. That's one of my least favorite things about this genre. They love a duster. Cheesy. They love Nobody cheesy clothes in general. Yeah, like why a duster? <laughs> I know. It's like, well, thank you for calling to mind all of the horrible teenage goth boys that Right? I went to high school. And they're with. dusters. Like, and I'm sorry. I didn't think they were hot back then. They're weird. No. Like, yeah. <laughs> why are you wearing a duster? One, yeah. I guess the point is we're not meant to think that he's hot. But we should because that's <sighs> what we're here for. Well, I mean, there have been books where it's uh, you're supposed to imagine they're hot and they wear dusters and I always have to restyle them. But I often. I, I will are. say I appreciate most of the fashions in this book that's actually another thing that confuses me in this book because they talk about like villages and so i have this like feeling maybe it's because it's this beauty and the beast reference i immediately like go back to like you know uh dresses like not modern attire right but then he's in jeans and a t-shirt yeah Yeah. and i'm like what i'm so confused like 
But this is a fantasy, so I finally told myself just go with it. But yeah, I do get a little confused about where where we are, what the fashion is, like what are they actually wearing? But we know yeah, one is it like is a medieval renaissance? Exactly. Yeah, but- that's like what I me- immediately like pictured because of the whole Beauty and the Beast and the villages and things like that. But then, like I said, the fans wearing jeans and a t shirt a lot, so I don't know. Maybe that's not the case. And then there's pleated pants and dusters. So yeah, but then her. Yeah, I mean, I guess her, like, the dress that she wears when she fucks Nefane in the library, like, right after she gets done having all of her clothes tailored. Yeah. That one is, uh, it's kind of, I guess, ambiguous in its styling. It's slinky But more on the modern side. But then it seems like her blouses and trousers that she wears around the village are more of, like, a... I don't know. You get the impression that m- women don't wear pants usually. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> so. no, because like she sticks out because she wears trousers. And like who says trousers? Like if you're saying he's wearing jeans, why is she wearing trousers? It's yeah. weird. Yeah, I agree. I, I I noticed that about his his attire too and thought that that was strange. Yeah. Anyway. I think it, I guess it is just like a purposefully ambiguous time period. Yep. So um, we'll, we'll go with it. Yeah. <laughs> But you know, so she the demon comes demon king comes to to the castle and immediately is like what's going on with this lady and she is not paying <laughs> lady, him. I'm a man thing. What's going on with you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> yeah. But she, he wants to figure her out and she's not giving him the respect that he's due, of course. And it's like, "Wow." Yeah. <laughs> And he's real wussy about it, but he's trying to trip her up, wants to kind of see, wants to test her, wants to see what she's made of. So they strike this deal where she has to come to the sex orgy party that they have nightly at the castle. Yeah. (laughs) The nightly sex orgy. Do Mm -hmm. I have to say sex orgy? I guess that's redundant. I guess an orgy implies sex. The castle orgy. Mm -hmm. The nightly castle orgy. Uh, And if anybody tries to touch her, she has free reign to kill them. Yes. But they have to touch her first. And um, in in exchange for him being agreeable to that, she has to keep Nefane from <laughs> attacking him. From attacking him, right? <laughs> well, he's like, there. So I'm like, well, what's the situation usually? I don't like, who, who protects you from Nefane on a typical visit? That's what I guess he's so confused. Like he's more incensed now because he feels protective towards her. Yes, yeah. And so like that's making him less agreeable than he normally is. Yeah. Um, it's making him care. Then they they do speak to that. The demon's like he used to not give a shit. Like he would be happy if I would just like kill him. Like he was like suicidal, and now he cares. Now now he has has something something that matters. Yeah, and so it's brought the fight back in him. So I think. I guess that does explain the difference, but still, it's still weird. Yeah, I don't buy it. I guess um, he was depressed, and now he's not depressed. And when you're depressed, you're, you know, maybe not as willing to just go around killing people that are weaker than you. I don't know. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I do. I did think it was funny. I highlighted another funny passage that Finley had said. So she's she goes to the party, um, and she's – just like seeing everything that's going on oh well i'll get to this in a second but first she is watching this lady like get pleasured by this demon and (laughs) she's like okay huh like she seems to be really into it and then uh she sees the demon's penis and it's um kind of weird looking yeah it's got, let me see, I didn't highlight that part, but in the middle it kind of ballooned up, thicker there than at the base. I'd seen a lot of ugly dicks around here, but this one had to take the cake. Oh no, don't let him put that thing in you, I whispered, transfixed, like watching a disaster in progress. Um, then he does put it in her, and at the end she <laughs> says, Right, well, fuck, I guess I stand corrected, I muttered, yeah. finally tearing my eyes away. Gross dick for the win. <laughs> and that really cracked me up. Yeah, yeah. See, so that's what I was talking about. Like, those, like, humorous moments within all the sex were very helpful. Like, I needed yeah. them. Yeah, I liked that. But and that then actually also, distracts her. Also, it's like, 
kind of fucked up because okay so she's been sharing this elixir with all of the people in the castle so that they are nulled to the the glamour of the demons yeah. i'm saying glamour but because i'm thinking of it in fey terms but you know basically so they don't want to have sex with them but then they're supposed to like play along at this right. party oh, and i'm like how traumatizing That's and then you a joke that like alcohol sales are way up because they're all just drinking lots to try to get through this yeah, but that's like that's some dark shit, man. Like that's well, some trauma a, that you're gonna carry with fairy you. Tale, you said yeah. it in the beginning. I just thought I just thought it was really <laughs> fucked up because like yeah. Hadriel's supposed to be her friend, and then he he comes to her and he's like, you know, I'm just gonna fuck a, a lady because like vaginas oh, are yeah, safe, so right? Weird. And then the vagina had teeth, teeth. in it, and it, and he's really upset by that. And, um, no, he's saying, like, you need to talk to the master. We at least need alcohol if we're going to keep up this tomfoolery. Yeah. And then she's just laughing at him. And I'm like, that's that's really shitty, Finley. Like, he's essentially <sighs> being raped by demons and asking for something to help get him through it. And you're laughing at him. Yeah, I, I mean, there's a lot of, like, shittiness in this. I think that's why I don't love it. Like, that's why I'm like, this isn't really hot. This is kind of weird, and I'm not really my thing, so. <laughs> yeah. A little, little too dark. Yeah, but, so, you know, she fights off all of the demons handily, and I don't really know what the point of that even was. Like, that test. gross, too. Like, like, there's lots of blood and guts spilling, and she, like, slices off penises and slices off someone's nipple by mistake like it was kind of dumb i felt like it was over the top like i just didn't feel i just didn't see the point in it i didn't either i also because don't it see didn't a point seem in all the sex so. yeah it just didn't seem to do anything to move the, the story forward because it was ultimately, just entertaining i think yeah yeah okay all right I mean, it was and, entertaining to me but like i think that was its purpose was to be entertaining and funny yeah and then so Hadley, Hadley, <laughs> it's my friend's dog's name, Hadriel, I mean, and Finley, like, hatch a plan that we're not privy to, I guess. Yeah. So we don't exactly know what they discussed. But we, we knew this was all going to come down to Finley making a deal with the Demon King. And Nefane has known that, too, and he's kind of said that again and again throughout, that, like, that's why he's not claiming her, because he knows yeah. that it's going to come down to this... He's not going to be able to keep her. And the only way to keep her safe is by not claiming her so that she's got more kind of bargaining power with the demon and, king. And she can have a future, too. Like, once yeah. this is all over. Like, he's pretty much like, you know, I'm not going to make it through this. Um, but you are. And you're going to do great things. And you're going to have a future. So that's part of his, like, I'm not claiming you. Which yeah. I, I didn't really buy, but anyways <laughs> yeah so you know we kind of forget about jedrick because earlier in the book there was like we knew that he had yeah, made a deal gone. with the demon king and then honestly i had forgotten all about him but yeah. here he here he comes waltzing back into the castle and like oh shit yeah he made a deal to marry her and so now that's that's what the demon king is offering up and if he if she agrees to marry him then he is going to agree to break the curse yeah and that's gonna be the way out for nefane and, and his kingdom yeah and she's like all right i gotta do it right we already talked about this we knew there was gonna be like a wager here it is so peace yeah, out she, and she tries to very carefully word it because you know that's how that's how you get tripped up in these demon mm -hmm. deals as they catch you on a technicality um so she she has to go live in the demon king's realm yeah and when he's know. like you're living in the dungeon like this is not going to be fun for you you're going to hate your life yeah come on and you go. have to live there with jedrick yeah and have sex and make babies with him yeah yeah it's great but then he then nefane ends up claiming her anyway yeah which i was like <laughs> what 
Why? He was like, well, at first I thought if I did it, then the Demon King wouldn't be into you because then you'd smell like me and my mark would be on you and that would be off-putting for him. But now I realize that that's actually going to be a good thing for you. Yeah, and you're going to be married anyways. So it's not, the Demon King's not looking to make you his. He's looking to make you this guy's because that's going to entertain him that you're being tortured by being with this Jedrick dude. Yeah, but he'll never actually have you marry him because that's how he's going to break the curse is after you get married. But if you're just supposed to get married but never actually tie the knot, then he doesn't have to break the curse until you actually get married. Yeah, but then she like she changes it. Like he has to break the curse once they leave. Once she leaves with him. Right? Yeah, maybe that's what it was. There was one other like component linked to the married thing but then like the fans like he won't do it because he wants to just taunt you and me and i don't remember it it's whatever it is but yeah yeah he, he claims her and then they're gonna take off which that's what i didn't understand like why didn't he just kill jedrick then that part of the deal is like, we don't have to deal with it you know but i guess maybe it is better because now the demon king won't want her or something i don't know yeah i guess we'll see yeah, but so they're going to take off. But then, of course, because the Demon King loves to be entertained by his own cleverness and people's tortures, um, he, like, gives her a note from Nefane where Nefane admits that, like, he knew all along that they were true mates. And that well, she- and that she had figured it out, too, but I guess kept that from the reader, which I'm like, no surprises. Yeah. We all knew that's how yeah. it was going to go down. And dun-dun-dun dragons purr you guys she's a dragon <laughs> duh how like, would he even know that for sure i guess because his animal can sense can sense it and like animal because like and she's his true mate and like right. to be a true they have mate, to be the same be. animals yeah and so like then it's like ha ha you guys aren't together and you're true mates and if she would have just that was the other thing if she to break he, he finally tells her like to break the curse like the gag has been lifted she had to claim him as her true mate and that would have broken the curse but for some reason he didn't want that to happen i don't know because if the curse is broken then the the demon king can come in and just kill everyone before yeah get their animals out i I think think so yeah i don't so that's right she left the gag is lifted but the curse hasn't been broken yeah yeah that's it okay gag is lifted wait no no the gag was just lifted because the demon king thought it'd be funny Oh, I don't know then. I already forgot. Well, I swear we just read this book. And I'm. this is what happens when you do all sex and no story. The story doesn't stick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can't blame it on that. We're always kind of bad about remembering the finer details. But That's true. Yeah. But Look, anyway. Stands out, stands out. I can't yeah. help it. I don't know where my mind goes. Where is my mind? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But now the... She's off going with the Demon King, and Nefane is back. And, and we got back. whiny Jedrick, who's going to be an annoying part of the next <sighs> book. I hope he just gets killed off. Me too. I mean, he definitely will at some point. She'll probably kill him at some point. I bet Nefane does. But I don't know, because she's like, you know, she's turning out to be the hero of the story, right? Well, good. <laughs> That's nice. She should yeah. be. She's a more deserving hero than Nefane. She kind of is, right? Like she's the oh, I can oh, that's the vibe I kept getting. I feel like she's the alpha, like she's the one that can like tame the fane. She's the, now pulling the animals out of people. Like I feel like she's becoming the alpha, which would be that would be cool. Yeah, well, I I'd mean, like I think he says a few times that they're both alphas. Yeah, but like I want her to be like the, the main one. Yeah, yeah. But who knows? I don't know. I've been, I mean, nothing's really going how I want to in this book. The Demon King is lame, and I don't like Yeah, him. that was my chief complaint about this book. Yeah. Like, part of me was like, oh, I expected the Demon King to be powerful and hot, and maybe, like, give her a side of the story that she hadn't really received before. That's what I was hoping for. Um, but that's not what's happening. He's just, like, a nasty little demon. Yeah, I always, look, I just think characters in general are more interesting when they're not all bad. Exactly. I love that. That's like one of my favorite things. I mean, that's why I love these dumb alpha men so much because they're like, they are a little bad, but then they also have this goodness in them. And I love complexity and layers. And I've told my son that from day one, like everyone's a little bit of good, a little bit of bad, you know, I love that. So yeah, exactly. Like that's just human nature. Like I, I think, you know, 
everybody wants things to be so black and white uh, and, you know, not to give these these books more weight than they maybe should have, but <laughs> it's just, it makes for a more complete person when yeah. there's something sympathetic about, like, why they're, they are the way that they are. Like, what, mm-hmm. and then not trying to excuse that behavior, but just to explain it, you know, to mm-hmm. understand, you know, certainly people go through horrible experiences and not everybody goes on to do horrible things. I'm thinking, you know, like my love of 100%. true crime and, <laughs> you know, like a lot of, you know, serial killers and, and whatnot have grew up with these horrible childhoods where they were, you know, abused. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, certainly a lot of people go through that in their life and they grow up to be fully functioning people that are healthy and lead lives where they don't harm other people. Um, <laughs> I mean, you know, everybody harms other people to some degree. Nobody's perfect. Right, but, exactly. But anyway, I just, yeah, I <sighs> – I don't think that that is being done that successfully either with the Demon King or Nefane. Or Nefane, that and that's why, I mean, that kind of speaks to why he's not my favorite alpha. There's not a lot going on there. Like, yeah, at know, least you know? that we've been privy to yet. I mean, maybe. Yeah. I mean, he's maybe, definitely better than the Demon King. I hate the Demon King, but. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't even, yeah. There's obviously going to be more Demon King in the next book. So I'm like, couldn't we get a hottie? I know. I want to spend time with this time with them. Like we're gonna get the diva keep in Jedrick. Like I don't. There's nothing to work with here. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know. I'm kind of interested to see what happens next. But when you have to have a story and not just all sex. Yeah. I mean, she's still gonna be in a castle of demons. So there's still probably gonna be orgies and. Oh yeah, there's gonna be some sex, whether or not she's the one having it. I don't doubt that. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I am because like I know I think we even were like, are we gonna read the next book? I'm like, yeah, I want to read the next book. Oh like, yeah, I, I want to see where it goes read it. for sure. Um, I don't yeah. even know if this is the last book. I just assume so because that's how many Amazon like says. But it Amazon could be lies. It. I mean, I think Amazon just well, doesn't always know. Just, yeah, <laughs> I was gonna say. I think it's just only if there's like an actual planned release date. Yeah. Um, or a deal. Like with the publisher for X amount of books, but yeah, so we we definitely know that there is going to be a book three, and for all intents and purposes, it could be the last book in the series. Um, it's called A Kingdom of Ruin, and it'll be out uh, February seventh of twenty twenty two. So right. we will likely cover that one after it comes out, but you know, no more, no more for this series for now. Um, <laughs> no more man things and butt plugs and uh, squirting and explosive orgasms. Sorry, I mean oh, maybe some of that will be found in our other some book. of that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm hoping no plugs, but you know, yeah. So yeah, so <laughs> so we get to read. I'm I'm excited because I love um, Stacy Marie Brown. And so we decided to be seasonally appropriate and do her Winterland series for the, I guess, month of December, because there are four right. of them. Which I shockingly have never read, which, considering she's one of our favorites, it is a little weird that I never did get through it. But I originally read it, it was like part, it wasn't in a collection mm-hmm. with other stories, right? Yeah, it was and like a sinfully wintertime. I can't remember yeah. the name of the collection, yeah. but it was basically a, a series of short stories. And so she had one included in there, which we didn't realize. Although I did realize after reading it because it doesn't have an ending <laughs> in, uh, the, in the book of short stories. And so then I went on to see, oh, okay, well, what she really did was she just included like the first couple of chapters of this ser- this Winterland series. Oh, um, so I never even got through that. Like, I, I have a weird block when it comes to those, like, compilations of short stories. I just can never do them. I don't know yeah, why. Yeah, I don't typically like them either. Um, I'm not really, like, a short story person. Because no matter what, either they don't end well or they don't end at all. Or yeah. if it's good, I'm just like, I want a whole book. 
Yeah. <laughs> wasn't enough. Absolutely. Yeah. No. Yeah. So, yeah. So I'm – especially with this this type of book, I, I'm not usually a fan of the short stories either, but I had to get it because I love her and I've yeah. I've read I've read everything she's written in this genre. She is – it's worth mentioning she does contemporary romance um, in addition to urban fantasy paranormal romance books. Um, I don't like those. <laughs> yeah, I haven't read any of those. I have purchased a couple of them because I do like to support the authors that I like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'm not much for contemporary romance if it doesn't have something otherworldly in it. That's just my personal preference. I have read some in the past, uh, but n- yeah, normally they're just not my, my not my bag. Um, but yeah, so this is the first book is called Descending into Madness, and it is a Alice in Wonderland meets Christmas Town. <laughs> is this another tale. dark fairy tale? <laughs> it is. I guess we have a an, uh, a theme. theme for the second season. Dark fairy tales. Yeah, which I think we're planning to cover the Guild series. So that's I oh, mean that's kind yeah. of a dark fairy tale in a way too because we're dealing with King Midas. King Midas. Um, yeah, oh, I'm ready to reread that one now. I wasn't ready at first because I had read it already, like really recently. Yeah, I'm ready. I'm, I'm so ready. Yeah. Well, I think <laughs> the the fourth book. I want to say the fourth book might come out in January, but it might be like March. It might be March. So okay. um, maybe we'll cover guild after we finish this winterland tales good yeah so we've got four of those coming your way and um you know we'll we'll see if we even want to do a book at a time i'm not sure we might just end up combining and doing like two episodes that are two books a piece we'll we'll take it as it comes um i think they're gonna be pretty quick reads because i think they're just sort of a fun silly sort of book but yeah we'll see I but feel please like slow down lately. I'm usually the fast yeah. reader, and lately I'm like, hmm, everybody gets into on? their moods. Netflix. <laughs> yeah. Look, yeah, it's a balance. I mean, sometimes I just have narcolepsy when I try to read, and yeah. even if I am in a reading mood, I just physically can't stay awake for longer. Than, no matter how bo- good the book is, absolutely. I'm like yeah. wanting to read more, and 30 minutes in, I'm passing out. So, um. But yeah, anyway, so we will see you guys next week with Descending Into Madness. So thanks for joining us, and we will do it again next week. See you then. Or listen. Wait, no. Talk to you then. Yeah, I guess we won't see anybody, but (laughs) maybe you'll see us someday. Oh, wait. Wait. We're going to be – I'm going to be in Olympia. Right. Yeah. So we might actually meet up to do that yeah we might be actually recording our next podcast in person but we will see each other even like post a video on our instagram or do some some sort of something in a professional capacity where we're trying to build our social media audience (laughs) yeah we try so far we've both been very middle-aged and uh, i don't know about that um yeah but you know, I understand people like like to see you and and see the process. So you know, hopefully we'll <laughs> figure out that component of it as we move on. But in the meantime, we thank you for joining us in the podcast uh, world, at least. And we will, yeah, we'll see each other in person next week and uh, hear from from or you'll hear from us. Okay, bye. <laughs> oh, yeah, let's just end it because I'm sick of fumbling around. <laughs> This has been another episode of the Sexy Scary Book Club with your hosts, Lisa and Jessica. We have more episodes available on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you pod. If you like us and want to hear more, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. You can find us on Instagram at sexyscarybook or send us an email and tell us what you think at sexyscarybookclub at gmail.com.